our Lord, as normal, as usual, in his, in his uh, teaching, challenges us. He says, whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. And so we can ask ourselves the question, well, what is this? What is it to take up our cross and to follow Christ? To do that is to follow in his footsteps. His footsteps were footsteps of sacrificial love. And just as Christ went to the cross out of love for mankind, so also we must love our neighbor and serve him out of love. And we see this very clearly in our second reading from St. James, who tells us, If a brother or sister has nothing to wear and has no food for the day, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, keep warm, and eat well, but you don't give them the necessities of the body, what good is it? So also faith of itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Now, just like... The, our, our, the teaching of our Lord that we read in the Gospels, so also the Epistle of St. James is very, very challenging. And it's, very, it's a very short letter as well. It's a very short book in the Bible. It comes towards the end of the New Testament. And if, you, if you're not familiar with it and you haven't read it, I would greatly encourage you to read it. It's a great challenge. St. James is a, a no-nonsense kind of apostle. And he gives it to us straight... And uh, he's, he's telling us that our religion is vain uh, if it's just words. Unless it's seen in active deeds, uh, it's vain. And uh, I think of, uh, right now I'm listening to a, an audio book as I drive in my car. It's an audio book um, that recounts the, the history of Father Michael McGivney, who founded the Knights of Columbus in the late 19th century in, in New Hartford, uh, or New Haven, Connecticut. And uh, the problem at that time was, with, in light of the massive amounts of Catholic immigrants coming to uh, the New England area and New York, um, there was a, it was just like an overflow of people were coming in. And... Uh, they could hardly have enough priests to minister, and the charitable services were totally uh, extended to their to their max. And uh, the job situation was pretty good, but uh, there weren't very good pensions, and um, the management and the capital was very much kind of oppressive towards the working class. And what would happen would be there'd be a hard-working Catholic uh, family man who would die, and he'd leave behind him a widow and four, five, six kids. And the, they were helpless. They didn't have any kind of life insurance or anything like that. And so Father McGivney is a very young priest. I think he was only 29 or 30 years old um, when he decided to found the Knights of Columbus. He set it up as... Uh, a mutual aid and fraternal insurance organization, and uh, it was a it was an act of practical charity on his part. And uh, not only was it charitable, but it was also intelligent. And his whole goal from the beginning was that this this thing would get up and running, and he wouldn't have to micromanage it or even be present, and that it could continue on throughout 
future generations even after he died. And so he, he managed it very prudently and very wisely in such a way that it, it's still with us to this day and it's one of the largest uh, Catholic fraternal organizations in the world. And, uh, you know, on that topic, we see uh, these flyers floating around here for the Catholic Campaign for Human Development. Um, the United States bishops, about 30, 40, maybe 50 years ago or so, set, set this in motion. And uh, this is a very worthy cause to give to. And just like Father Michael McGivney and the Knights of Columbus, um, exercising active charity and putting our faith uh, into active works of love for our neighbor, uh, but also being intelligent about it. So the, the Catholic Campaign for Human Development, if you read these flyers, the philosophy is very intelligent. And the intelligence and the wisdom and the prudence makes the charity all that much more effective. And this is what I mean. It's not just about giving a handout, but it's about giving a hand up. We, we know the proverb, we've probably all heard it, give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day, teach him how to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. And that's what uh, the Catholic Campaign for Human Development is all about. It's about uh, energizing local communities and economies and restructuring them so that they become viable and prosperous. And so that the money and the effort that goes into these different poor communities isn't, doesn't go into a black hole, but it, it actually goes into developing something that can be sustained over the long term. And uh, so Catholic charity is uh, intelligent, it's prudent, and, and most importantly, it's loving. It's full of the charity of the cross. And it is a concrete and active way that we, as Christian disciples, can pick up our cross and follow Christ and put our money where our mouth is uh, and make our faith not just words but real acts of love. Now, um, I have had the privilege as a priest to minister to uh, many people here at uh, St. Hyacinth and also St. Francis and St. Mary's, and I've met many people, and this is a common experience of priests. It's a, it's a real privilege to meet souls who are very earnest and inquisitive and very generous, and uh, I've met many such souls in the various parishes that fit this description, and they are... They're anxious to do the right thing. They don't want their religion just to be about words. They want to put into practical, concrete actions. And so when it comes to the topic of uh, giving and money, uh, I'm often asked the question about tithing. Because we hear about tithing from our Protestant brothers and sisters. Our Protestant brothers and sisters commonly tithe. Uh, and that is giving 10% of their income to the to the church or to a charitable organization or what have you. So people say, should we be tithing? Well, the tithe is an Old Testament law, and we read about it all throughout the Old Testament. The Old Testament people of Israel gave 10% of their produce or their whatever they produced or whatever they had they made in, their, in terms of their income, uh, and it was a full 10%. Now... To clarify this, it's just good so for our consciences to be formed correctly. In the New Testament dispensation, that requirement for the tithe is no longer binding, so that we don't, Christians don't have to tithe. It's not like something you have to do, otherwise you're failing in your Christian duty. That's not the case um, at all. Nonetheless, 
the catechetical tradition in the Catholic faith is, is unanimous in saying that the tithe is a good idea, and that in any event we should we should be giving. We should be giving to the church. We should be giving to the poor. And as far as term as amount, like percentage of our income, this is impossible to actually determine. On a case by case basis, it's based on how much we can give. So if we're very poor ourselves. And we have the poor in our midst, here, uh, in our parishes, and here in Auburn. Uh, if we are, you know, very, we have very limited resources ourselves, the amount that we give is the, is the widow's might, basically. It's not much. Uh, but if we have more, we give more. So, the tithe is kind of an ideal, and we can work towards it. And I know many people who give uh, you know, it's a good idea. They give 5% to uh, the poor and they give 5% to the church. Now, what about motivations for giving? I've got about three here. First and foremost, when we give money, you know, in our gospel, our Lord rebukes Peter. He says, you're thinking according to human thinking and not according to God's way of thinking. And so to think according to God's way of thinking, to think in a godly manner, when we give money, we should understand that we're giving money to God. It's an act of worship to God. It's not giving it to men so much as to giving it to God. And that's true when you give to the church, and it's true when you give to the poor. So that's one kind of motive that we should have in our mind. The second motive, and this is said very often amongst our Protestant brothers and sisters, but it's not said enough amongst us Catholics. It is very true that when we give and when we're generous... God gives back to us. And so it really is true. It's a spiritual principle. Jesus teaches us in the gospel, give and it shall be given to you. And uh, St. Augustine, Catholic saint, he teaches that those who are wealthy and who give money will become more wealthy. It's a, it's a, a spiritual uh, principle. It's not like a, a you know, God's not a, a slot machine. You give him money, he kicks out more money. But oftentimes, he rewards our generosity by giving us prosperity. So that might be another motive. And then finally, the, the most important motive for giving is that as we began the homily and as we began with our gospel text, giving uh, to those who are in need is the way of the cross. It is the way that we demonstrate concrete charity and thereby show ourselves to be true Christian disciples.